You're listening to Let's Go to the Phones on 92.9 FM, The Sack, the seventh most popular sports talk station in Philadelphia. Ladies and gentlemen, we find ourselves in the midst of a good old-fashioned quarterback controversy. Yes, it is I, Uncle Coggin, here with you yet again for another episode of the finest podcast, the finest international podcast, we can say, Mm -hmm. on God's green earth. Let's go to the phones. Jeez. (laughs) On 92.9 FM, the sack. Those angelic voices that you hear in the background, of course, is co-host Chris and producer Pat. Gentlemen, I ask of you, is there anything this city loves more than a quarterback controversy? No, I don't think so. And I think we last year we, we had some sort of an alarm that we sounded. So are we, are we doing that again? Don't we have it? Yeah, we might have to. We acted like it was... Uh, yeah, I think yeah, I had the... Yeah, uh, reggaeton horn. <laughs> yeah, I think I had the... Uh, I think I had the purge. The purge alarm. It sounded like uh, a, one yeah, of those a bomb yeah. alarm. Oh. Yeah, yeah, one of those. Like that. Mm-hmm. So sound the alarm, okay. folks. There is nothing the city loves. Loves. I was about to say like. I was about to say like. No, I'm going to say the L word. There's nothing the city loves more than quarterback controversy. How many, every year, every every three years we have to have like a quarterback controversy. I mean, three years, every (laughs) Every year. Every three years. Every year for the past four years now. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, with Wentz. Well, Wentz had it. Wentz was like the quarterback from 2016, 2017. Wentz had a stranglehold on it. Yes. And then, of course, Foles was 2018. Yes. 2019 was Wentz, but nobody Got liked Wentz. Yeah, nobody yeah. liked Wentz. And yeah, but then... who, was the, who was the backup then? Foles. Foles. Oh, right. You remember they went to the Wait, playoffs in 2019? And the, of the Saints. Yeah, that was in 18. 2009, that was 18. That was 2018. Year, yeah. Who oh, cares? And then, who cares? And then it, it was. Huh. And then last year, 1920. Oh, no, mm-hmm. this is 2021. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Oh season... no, that was and then Wentz. Uh, that was the year Wentz got hurt against the Seahawks, and then last oh, year yeah. they didn't even go to the playoffs. Yeah, no, that was in the playoffs. Yeah, but I'm saying last oh, season yeah. they didn't go to the playoffs. Wentz yeah, but we had a quarterback. Con- we got a quarterback controversy yeah. when when Hertz came in and played really well. Remember, he did. Yes, so we did. I'm, saying, I'm telling you. Could you even say we had one with um? I already forget his name. The guy who came in for the Seahawks game played pretty well. <laughs> oh. What was his Gardner Minshew. Yeah, We're off to a roaring Minshew start Mania. here. Yeah. This is mm-hmm. really good. Mm-hmm. Look, that you don't get ass, to be number one. Uh, what was that guy's name? The, you don't get to be Who the 134th best <laughs> podcast in the category of football in France for nothing, Pat. Right. Okay. Uh, who was it? It was um, Josh. No. Yes. Josh, Josh McDaniels. Josh McCown. Yeah. Yeah. That's Josh. Right. No, that's not it. <laughs> I kept thinking Mike McCown. I kept thinking Mike McMahon. Mike McNeil, <laughs> oh, Mike back, yeah. just a classic backup quarterback that we've had in the city. Yeah, I'm feeling under the <sighs> weather, Cog, and I, I'm calling it the Minshew flu. Uh oh. Uh, so if my Uh-oh. voice is going in and out a little bit during the podcast, it's because why, uh, why would Gardner, you make you, Chris has a bad face because you weren't letting me. I'll be losing my voice a little bit because I was yelling so happily at the TV on uh, Sunday <laughs> in favor of Chris my friend, has a, Gardner uh, Minshew. Bad case of uh, Gardner gonorrhea. I heard. <laughs> This is really under the weather. Um, Yes, Gardner Minshew came in, did exactly what we said he was going to do, played well, 
didn't make many mistakes, if any mistakes. The offense looked like they threw the ball a little better. Humming. Let he the controversy <laughs> begin, ladies and gentlemen. As our friend ESP likes to say, he threw his way to a victory. On <laughs> That's right. That's right. He did what Jalen Hurts couldn't do, mm-hmm. vanquish the mighty New York Jets. Yeah, I'm sure it had nothing to do with the Jets. Oh, by the way, Coggin, thank you for introducing me. This is producer Pat, everyone. Hello. <laughs> I did. Um, no, you didn't. You didn't. I said, I said no. those angelic voices. Yeah, he did. Say both. Chris and producer Pat. No, I said something yes, and I you did. just didn't say anything. <laughs> yeah, you just sat there like a you sat there like a deer in headlights. You did nothing. Yeah, huh. Yeah. Line, humana, um, humana. Yeah, I mean, Minshew played fine. It, Pat, he's got a little bit of a noodle arm. Amazing. He's got a noodle arm. Yeah, he does have a noodle arm. Some, I mean, any other team that's not the Jets is he's probably got two picks at least. But you know half what? of the half of his touchdowns were to wide open, absolute wide open receivers. Yeah, and, but you know like what? Underthrew him. But you know what, Pat? He saw him. He got the ball there in a yeah. timely fashion. That's all that matters. Hertz would have been rolling out to his right. Oh, oh. <laughs> let let the controversy begin. Yeah. Uh, and it was perfect storm. Perfect. Just an yep. absolute perfect storm. We knew Going into the bye. But that was the thing. It was like everyone knew, even like Angelo Cataldi has kind of acknowledged it. Like Jalen mm-hmm. Hurts is probably the starting quarterback. And then they released but... a poll. But now the story is like, we know, yeah, it's exactly that. We know Hertz is the guy going forward, or we want he has to start. But should it be Minshew? Like you're acknowledging <laughs> that it's ridiculous, but you're still bringing it up. Like it's but it's maybe. almost like a double negative at this point. Exactly. Uh, what um what do you guys say to this theory that Gardner Minshew gives you a better chance of making the playoffs than Jalen Hurts does right now, but it'd be stupid to hand the reins over to Gardner Minshew for the rest of the year. Is that fair? No, that's fair. What? You don't think so? What do you mean? What does that mean? That doesn't mean anything. It means it. Yes. It, what are you talking about? <laughs> it means that right now, Gardner Minshew's floor as a quarterback is better than Jalen hurts. Like he could run this offense better right now than Jalen hurts. I totally And he disagree. gives them a better chance of winning. I, I think totally it's true. I totally disagree. How? You, Jalen you hurts is Minshew- coming off. Jalen Hurts is coming off the one worst game. start. He's played, but you've seen him play fairly well for the Jaguars. Fairly well. Fairly well. <laughs> Jalen Hurts is coming off the worst game of his career uh-huh. against the Giants, who suck, who stink. But you have to keep. I'm, but you have to keep playing him. You have to keep playing Jalen Hurts because you need to see yeah. what you have in him. His, yeah. So you do. So your argument is is something that is not going to be able to be proven one way no. or the other because so it's it's a well, well, argument. welcome welcome to sports podcast and sports well, and, and and sports talk radio well, Coggin, it's let me hear this Coggin, is what we're not supposed to be you, like that you want this us like, to debate something yeah. oh my goodness <laughs> so stupid. This, is so dumb. this is Coggin's point dumb. broken down into it is uh, uh, something that even producer pack can understand yeah, Gardner Minshew is better than Jalen Hurts right now, but Jalen yes. Hurts has a higher ceiling no, in the long not. run. Yes, yes, I, I, di- 100% I completely agree with that. disagree. Completely. I 100 percent agree with that. I don't talk know. about a game that they played against stand. the Jets. The, they could do. I I could have thrown two touchdowns against the Jets. They were so <laughs> bad. It's true. They were running the ball every time Miles Sanders ran the ball. They he stunk. got like eight yards. Yeah, they stink. I agree. They stink. 
Yeah, they stink. So do the Giants. No, so do the Jets. Are, the Jets are way worse than the Giants. I don't think you can yeah. make that. The argument. Giants are pretty darn bad. They're, they're pretty, they're bad. pretty darn bad. bad. But their defense is probably better than the Jets' defense. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Maybe. Maybe. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Oh, I. We, we should stop debating this. Uh, Pat only likes black and white. No, it's just so dumb. It's so dumb. How so? I don't think it's dumb at all. Minshew's not good. I mean, he's fine. He is fine. Mm-hmm. Hurts is... So you're I, saying Hurts is good? Yes. You're saying Hurts is great? Yeah. I didn't say great. <laughs> I would say Minshew. I put Minshew in the good category. If Who would they yeah. play in after the, after the bye? Redskins, I think. Right? Oh. R-words, whatever. <laughs> God, if, if you had to pick... Oh, whatever. If you mm-hmm. had to pick who, who is going to be your quarterback that game, who would you pick? Maybe. I think my, my I think my my uh, topic oh, that no. the topic that I brought up completely <laughs> answers that. The reason so your your answer is Minshew. I would say he gives you a better chance of winning right now than Jalen Hurts. Just because he but, can make but, throws and he can, he can read de- he, he and he can read a defense. Would would okay? Would he would Jalen Hurts ever have recognized the coverage in that first touchdown to Dallas Goddard, where he knew where Goddard was going to be? On a blitzing, on a, on a blitzing coverage, and he placed a perfect ball to him. He wouldn't. It he would have rolled out. It was not perfect. A and B. <laughs> yes, he would have. All right. Yes. It was. Perfect. It was wide it open was on the first, not the set, not the second touchdown. The first touchdown. Yeah, where he was like getting hit. Yeah. He uh, waited in the pocket. Yes. Knew he was waiting too hit, long. And yeah. <laughs> he didn't even wait. He just knew what good... it was going to be. Jalen yeah. Hurts would have <laughs> scrambled and then either maybe gotten like a three yard gain or thrown an interception. No, there's no debating it Pat. again. There's if no we, debating it, Coggin. If we go back yes. to that Giants game that you said, uh-huh. Jalen Hurts sucks so bad. Yes, yeah. We can. You, if you want to do the stupid Stephen mm-hmm. A. Smith debate, mm-hmm. he put them. He put. He had two throws to win them the game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, did he also throw two horrible? It doesn't matter. In the red. It zone? doesn't matter. Huh. It doesn't matter. If, if, oh. he, if they made that, if, <laughs> if they made that catch, which were perfect throws, they would have mm-hmm. won that game. Yeah, and oh, then we're not maybe doing this it was stupid his fault. Again. Maybe it was his fault. I am. To begin with that they were down oh. six to the horrible Giants. Oh, I forgot. We're, we can't debate anything. I forgot. <laughs> so dumb. I forgot. We can't debate. <laughs> so anything. I don't. Uh yeah, so the oh we we also should say that we have two spectacular guests coming on in a couple <laughs> minutes. Yeah, who will hopefully uh <laughs> hopefully join us uh in some delightful flyers talk. We're just gonna talk about here's you versus yeah. Here's, yeah. yeah. We should now add. listen to this. We are <laughs> getting like yeah. more and more mad. <laughs> yeah. Now what's going on with the flyers? Well, what do you think yeah. about? Uh, Jalen Hurts or Gardner? Yeah, Hurt who, who gives the Flyers a better seven. chance to win? <laughs> Gardner Minshew or Jalen Hurts? Well, so here's what, and I've I've got the stats to back it up, Pat. Uh, okay. The reason I think Minshew gives you a better chance to win against Washington is they give up the third fewest rush yards uh, in mm. the NFL. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, so you want a quarterback? Oh, they give up. They also oh that's not sorted. Um and they give up a lot of passing yards. They're like sixteenth mm-hmm. in passing yards. So you mm-hmm. want someone who mm-hmm. can make throws. That's the Is that like, right. Mm-hmm. And he you, can you, say, you keep saying that, but Minshew what was he eleven for eleven at one point? Like, like I said, his throw yeah, on like 
But why Half can't those Hurts little do that? tight end screens? I don't know. I mean, they didn't run the same offense. It's like, yeah, well, how many times have you seen because, those? Tight yeah, end because screens? they opened it up. They opened up yeah. the offense. They didn't. They, they, they dumped it down. They're they didn't dumb it down. They did dumb it down. They did not. How many tight end screens did they run last week? They ran like four. I've never seen them run that ever. And it worked. Okay, it well, worked. Maybe, See, maybe yeah, that's Jalen Hurts your can't. When you, have a threat, when you have a Nick, threat mm-hmm, like Gardner Minshew, who has a, <laughs> a, a laser for an arm, it, the defense <laughs> yeah. has to respect it, Pat. They drop back into coverage yeah. a little faster. They respect his arm. Uh-huh, and uh-huh. it takes the top off the defense. I, like, yeah, that vaunted yeah. New York Jets defense. <laughs> <laughs> You're putting me in a position to defend Hurts this much. I'm not even like the biggest Hurts <laughs> guy it's just so like to say Gardner Minshew gives you a better chance it's not true that's it not true, true. No. it is it is it true. Might be true 100% true it's 100% true. true I can't like Coggins way one way pass way the other way mm. I I can see both sides that's why that's why this works it's true I no I can say and I'm not saying that you should start him. I am firmly in Pat your camp of starting Jalen Hurts I just don't have my Jalen Hurts blinders on like Pat does, where he sees him in 15 years putting on the uh, uh, jacket in Canton. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Gardner mentioned putting jacket. the jacket on Jalen Hurts during his oh. Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Why would he do that? I don't know. It all went back to that Jets be... game, that big Jets yeah. game. Yeah. Showed me how to play. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. They really respected my arm. They kept dropping back so far. And I was just <laughs> dinking and dunking all over you could, them. Mm-hmm. You could say, I mean, listen. In that Saints game, right, the Saints came in as the number one rush defense in the league. Mm-hmm. And what did what did Hurts do? He ran all over them. Mm-hmm. So why would you? It, that doesn't matter. None of that shit matters. Yeah, you're right. I know. You're right. I know yeah, he, I'm right. He, 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 Thank yeah. you. And then, and then what did he do against? He really ran all over the Giants. He had a great game against well, the Giants. I think I blame that on Nick. <laughs> the, the play calling. Yeah. No tight end right. screens. Yeah, that's right. We need we need at least yeah, okay. begging for. If I guarantee yeah, yeah. next week they'll do like three in a row that don't work and say, "What the fuck is with yeah, these? What are they doing? Enough. <laughs> Two yeah. weeks. Damn it. Exactly. Yeah. Is I there think... some trouble in paradise too? Goddard had the best game of his career with. I, know, I was going to say. Do you think maybe Uh-oh. the team maybe the team likes Minshew better? Yeah. Or... Throws, a, oh, throws, a, a, <laughs> throws a more catchable ball. ball. Seems like the line was giving him more time. Um. And it looks like uh, you know we'll, we'll shift our focus to the see, flyers. I would have here. loved to see. Oh, Minshew play we have into the a, uh, a guest. Would have been worse. A oh, special sorry. guest. All right. A special guest. Well, we'll ask them. We'll we'll ask our okay. special guest. That's guests. how we'll lead it off. Think. Their expertise. We'll yeah. transition. We'll transition to. I did not uh, expect to get this fucking fired up about. This <laughs> shit. It's so stupid, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. One half. Of oh wait the other half oh well. oh two halves of I guess we could Amps. say I, I think it's fair to say the number one flyers podcast in the city snow the goalie that'll be Russell Joy and one Anthony San Filippo gentlemen how are we tonight I, I'm a little nervous guys this is this is my first time ever on ninety two nine the sack uh oh. Well, and, you know, and, you know, it's 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 a it's been something I've been looking forward to for many, many, many months. Well, Anthony, you know, it's a pleasure to have you on uh, the seventh most popular sports talk station in all of Philadelphia. Ru- Russell is sitting up there in a, a lovely 
uh, red T-shirt and then what can only be described as gothic accenture, uh, gothic decorations behind oh. him. Is that a candlestick behind you? Oh, also? we'll see. This is, uh, yeah, I don't exactly know what these are. We moved in a few months ago and I'm still not exactly sure. You can see one's there and then there's another one over here behind uh, Black Bessie the mic. I'm not totally sure what these are. I don't know if they're real. Um, see, what you don't, what you, what, what you guys they, don't know is that, that thing right behind Russ opens up and it's a picture of me. And there's oh. a, that's, a, that's his altar. That, that, that's that's altar. not. I was going to no, say, I, you, pull I, that, you pull that candlestick, something opens up. That's what it looks like. What it looks like. Uh, so, so actually, funny story here. Uh, Scooby-Doo house. There is a wall uh, right in front of me that the original owner was a contractor and he decided it would be a really great idea to put a fake wall. It's not quite Scooby-Doo. Like you don't pull a book and have it move. You have to pull the carpet up and the whole wall moves. Panic Why? Room. Don't know. It's, it's kind room. of a waste of square footage, but you know, <laughs> listen, if, if we're ever that panicked, we're screwed. It's all over. By the way, Gentlemen. very happy to be here on the only, the only, Philadelphia sports radio station, much That's as right. Snow the Goalie is the only Flyers podcast. So a true go. honor it is to be here. Yeah, it's very okay nice. to be nervous, guys. All the guests are. Everyone mm-hmm, says the mm-hmm. same thing Anthony said. I, I'm very, I'm shaking. I'm so nervous. It's okay. <laughs> it's all right. Gentlemen, we we're just in a heated debate. We will touch. Uh, we will get into the Flyers. We were just in a heated debate about what else? other than Gardner Minshew and Jalen Hurts mm-hmm. at this moment. Let me, all right, let me, let me ask you guys what you think about this. This is what we we're arguing. Of the two, this is, this is what I think. I think Gardner Minshew. Well, hold on. Is, no, 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 what? no. Don't what? make your argument. Just, just ask Why? the question. Because you can't, you can't like preface it with your. All right, fine, fine. With your oh, stats yeah. and your. This, it was heated. That's why we can't let it go. It was very <laughs> heated. So we have to we have to start with this. And we're sorry. Uh, what do you think about this? This statement. Gardner Minshew gives the Eagles a better shot at making the playoffs than Jalen Hurts. But you have to stick with Jalen Hurts purely to see what you have for the rest of the season. What do you guys think about that theory about that statement? You want to go first, Russ, or do you want me to go? I think you're beautiful. I want to kiss you. To quote the... Is that a Joe Namath quote there? Joe Namath, yeah. Joe Namath impersonation? Should have snapped Um, that out of Theisman. No, so you know what? I I think um, two things can be true, and that's okay. Um, I don't know if Gardner Minshew gives you a better shot. See, like, you kind of need to see what Gardner Minshew looks like against a not-Jets team. Uh, the schedule's still light enough that I think either of these quarterbacks, as long as they play competently, there's an outside shot this team could even make the playoffs. So I don't think it really matters, but you do kind of have to get a better idea of what Jalen Hurts is. Like any opportunity that you have to put him out there healthy, you have to take advantage of. You have to make a determination on this guy or at least get close. You can get a better evaluation of how your offensive line fits with him because realistically, unless there's something we don't know, there's not a long-term prospect here for Gardner Minshew. Um, so unless the idea is to try to be like a potential playoff team and, and you're just going to give up on Jalen Hurts, then I, I mean, I guess you can go that way, but I don't know why it would. Doesn't make a ton of sense. Gardner Minshew should quarterback this team the rest of the season. Oh, I knew I brought you on <laughs> for a reason, Anthony. I knew I brought you on for a reason. Well, well here, cock, here's the reason, okay? You, you go into every season with the intent on winning. 
You should go into it. See, this is this is Russell and his this and is his thirty no. year old blow. This is you this go is into Mr. Russ, no, I Mr. let you talk. Middle of the pack. I let you Mr. talk. Middle already. of the pack. No, we, it's not you know, middle every of the hockey pack. team has a shot. It doesn't work like that in football, it's, nor should it. Really? Stop. Really? Stop. Do you want yeah, the season? Eagles definitely went into this season thinking, yeah, we're a Super Bowl contender. No, Stop. they didn't. They didn't think that. But guess what? The, the, the way that the playoff system works in the NFL now, they, it allows for mediocrity to reign supreme hmm. in this sport. Okay? Wow. Look, at, look at the AFC playoffs. Who's going to win the Super Bowl out of the AFC? Do we really know? I mean, New England seems like the favorite right now, but, I mean, there's no guarantee there. They're going to have seven teams in the playoffs in the AFC, and you have no idea which one of them is going to get in. Okay? That's what, the NFC, that's what the NFL has wrought by adding a seventh playoff team, by putting that in. So if that's the case, at, at six and seven and having not defeated – one team that is above 500 currently, all six Eagles wins are against 500 or worse teams. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. You want to make the playoffs? Then guess what? You put the best possible player out there. Now, if you lose to Washington or, or whatever, and you drop down and you're not going to get in fine, then you can go back to Jalen hurts if you want. But at this point, you have to look at it and say, we think we can be a playoff team. we like our offensive line and our running game enough that we think that we can control the ball a little bit. Right. We can control time of possession, just like New England did last night and kind of screwed Buffalo over. OK, and maybe we could pull an upset in the playoffs and you never know what happens from there. OK, wow. it was the same. It was the same rationale why it was important for the Phillies to try to win the NFC and uh, National League East. They didn't. But guess who won the World Series? The team that won the National League East, who was the worst division in baseball. It so happens. This, this, this brings is why us- you go for it. This brings us to our next topic that we want to talk with you guys. The process. Should the Sixers have uh, stayed a middling <laughs> playoff team or should they have tanked and become uh, what they are now? What, let's, let's just go there. Yeah, let's go uh, there. Let's right? get into it. Let's hey, get into they, it. They've gone further than they went before the process. Oh, no. they have. Uh, okay. right. <laughs> Should the Flyers tank? Let's get the Flyers. Oh. I, I, I wouldn't expect Anthony to understand anything about having a long view. It's very sad. Absolutely. Sad. Guys, I'm so sorry that so much negativity has been brought here to the sack. No, it's it no great. wonder Anthony's show over on <laughs> 610 ESPN got canceled. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, no. They oh, shut boy. the whole station down. They shut the whole station down. Who, who, who was the who was who also hosted that show? Who's first? Kevin Kincaid. Yeah, Kevin, Kevin Kincaid. Yeah. <laughs> another another uh, former guest of uh, Let's Go to the Phones. Yeah, I, you know, it's nice of you to say that, Russ. We are very optimistic. We're all about positivity personified Mm -mm. uh, Mm -mm. on this show. But yes, let's let's talk about those lovely Philadelphia Flyers. Um, You guys know more than we do. I mean, we are huge fly guy fans uh, on this podcast, but you guys know more than we do on how this firing went down. What were you guys hearing? Because, Anthony, I read your column either today or yesterday. I, I don't recall when it was published, but. You seem to think that they really wanted to give this a little more time. They, they weren't looking to fire him as soon as they did. Walk us through what happened and tell us like what you're hearing and what went into the decision to uh, fire AV. Yeah, so there was discuss- There was certainly discussion about it. Right? I mean, you, you don't there was greater expectations for this team coming into the season. They weren't meeting those expectations. So they were certainly discussing it. Uh, to this point and say, well, you know what? We're, we're not where we want to be. So if, if this continues, if we continue down this path where we are not a competitive hockey team and, and we are going to fall out of the playoff race, 
then maybe a month from now we need to make a change of some kind. And if that change is the, is the head coach, then that's what it is. And that's kind of where Chuck Fletcher's general manager was at with this. Um, he did want to see the team be a little bit more healthy. He did want to see them play against some weaker competition. I mean, 14 of the first 23 games against the top 10 teams in the NHL. Right. I mean, so they had a brutal schedule that nobody else had. And, and I, and I submit that most teams wouldn't have or would have a, a very similar record, maybe a, maybe a win or two more. But you, usually <laughs> your goal is go 500 against the good teams and beat the bad teams and you're, and you're where you need to be. Right. So, I mean, that's, that's kind of where, where the flyers were. Um, it was just that the last four games started to get really ugly. Um, even at the start of this losing streak, it was, you know, they were in the games, they were competitive. There were two of them that went one, went overtime, one, one shootout. Um, the Boston game was a third period game. Um, and, but then when, then when they started losing six, three to Carolina, five, two to the devils, that was a bad one. Um, and four, one to the Rangers and then seven, one to Tampa in a game where Brian Elliott's their starter and they're missing two of their three best players. And they, they just kind of packed it in. It got to the point where our, where the, uh, chairman of the team, Dave Scott, basically went to Chuck Fletcher and said, do it now. And Chuck wasn't ready because they were playing five games in seven days. Uh, they had a game the next night. They didn't have any, they were firing the other, they were firing Michelle Terry and two, the assistant coaches. Now they're short assistant coaches. Um, no practice for the team beforehand. So it was really kind of an inopportune time to do it. But the boss said to do it. So he did what he was told to do. And they tried to manage it from there. Um, look, it, it was possible that it was inevitable. And I had this discussion with Russ and, and, and with Bundy on, on uh, uh, yesterday. And, and it was like, you know what? I mean, this could have happened two weeks from now. This could have happened a month from now, whatever. It's possible that this was ultimately going to be the thing that they were going to do. But y- you have to be smart about it because now doing it when they did really kind of puts them even further behind the eight ball. Because now they're now they have to dig out. Not only are they in the midst of a nine-game losing streak, but they have to figure out their whole management and structure and how they're going to coach this team going forward without any practice time this week at all, and 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 kind of go into a part of the season where you should expect wins because they got easier games coming up, but you might not get them now. So I think I think that it was a it was bad timing for it. Um, it could have been could have been held off a little bit. And I know Russ is going to argue that it, it, you know it's. It's the, it was the right time because the team's not going anywhere. You just can't take – you can't make that decision in this sport in December. You, you got to wait because there's there's no alternative. It's not like you're going to start trading players. Players don't get traded in, this, in early December. They just don't. So you got you to wait until it gets closer to that time period. And I, so I think that's what Chuck was kind of waiting to see and playing it out that way. And, and because uh, Dave Scott intervened, chaos reigned yesterday, and, and, and now they're scrambling. Russ, do you do you think it was a lot uh, a lot to do with optics? I mean, was it just this team was getting blown out in the last? I mean, they lost nine straight, right? They've lost nine straight, correct? Yes. Uh, and they were just getting. I mean, they were getting just destroyed by teams that you know are, are some of the elite in the NHL. But like Ant said, I mean, it wasn't even competitive. I watched a little bit of that Lightning game. And, you know, you couldn't watch it for more than five minutes. I mean, do you think it was just a lot of, you know, the way it went down or, you know, how did, how did you see it going? 
I'm sorry. I, I kind of nodded off in the, you know, partway through Anthony's uh, diatribe over there, the way that the Flyers <laughs> typically started off asleep in games. Um, no, I, you know, I actually think that uh, the decision to fire Vino ultimately doesn't matter. It, it there's, there's nothing about it that's going to fundamentally alter what this season is. It's not going to change the upside of this team. There's no indication that they're going to go out and make a splashy hire because the last splashy hire didn't work. And I can't imagine that this, this Dave Scott run, if you want to call it that organization is going to want to dole out copious cash to John Tortorella, who, by the way, I don't think works with this locker room. Like if, if these guys didn't like Elaine Vigneault as coach and Michelle Terrian because they thought he was a curmudgeon, good luck. <laughs> good luck with Torres. Like that's not going to fly. Does Rick Tockett want the job? I don't know. If I were Rick Tockett, would I want this job? Would I want it now? There's a chance that the GM is gone by the end of the year if things don't turn around. There's a chance that the GM makes it into next year, and if it starts off slow again, that he's gone. So I wouldn't be throwing elbows to try to get in here in this situation. If a GM change were to happen, then yeah, sure, interview, because at least you know that you're going to have a shelf life of at least two years. But that's about what any coach gets when they come into this organization now is roughly two and a half years before a change is inevitably made. And you look at it, one of the big things that we talked about on the show going into the season that Anthony astutely has pointed out many times is that they turned over 45% of the roster. Well, there's still a few guys who have big names and big contracts who they didn't turn over. And the team still has a lot of the same issues with work ethic or with a lack of motor or with the potential of tuning out a coach that has existed here for the last, I don't know, six, seven years. Like you can keep changing the guy behind the bench, but when you don't change the, the fundamental nature of who's leading things within the locker room, I don't know if any of this really matters. So, I mean, you might be able to get a flash in the pan, maybe, are you but what does that exactly equate to? Are you essentially saying it's Claude Giroux? No. I mean, but I don't like, know if it's Giroux. I don't know if you like, can't at this point, like, like you said, they got rid of Voracek. I feel like some people thought maybe it's Voracek, lazy player, whatever. Like you said, no motor. And they're just, they've always been with Giroux so streaky. They lose a ton of games and they'll rattle off. Like they'll go like 12 and two over the stretch of like a couple months. And it's, that seems to be the, the biggest like stalwart there is Giroux. Like, I don't know how, like, you can't now look at him and say, like, yeah, he's a really good player. Is he a leader that this team needs? He's gone through a couple coaches. But it, I don't know. Is that – are people starting to point fingers at all? Or I don't I don't. I mean, he's certainly – yeah, like, he's certainly gone through more than a couple of coaches at this point, yeah. right? He's gone through a couple of coaches in the last three years. Um, I don't know if it's all him. I don't know how much of it is him. I'm not in there with him in between periods, trying to see how he motivates the team. I think that what probably will behoove Claude Giroux and this team is a divorce at some point. And I, if, if things keep going this way, and I don't see them getting better, Anthony and I are at diametric odds on this one, but I don't think there's some magic cure to fix what has plagued this team all season. And again, I don't think there's a coaching hire that happens that comes in and automatically makes them like playing at the, the points percentage that like would be emblematic of like a top three or top four team in the Eastern conference. So if that's the case, if I'm the flyers and I look at Claude Giroux and he's not signed and there's no guarantee that he resigns here in the off season, I might have a conversation with him about what are 
a few teams that you would be interested in if we could work out a deal? Like if it's Colorado, Anthony noted in his game column that Giroux would look good on the avalanche. He would. He would look good on a lot of teams. And there's value. He's at almost a point per game, which is also part of a problem, right? If he's your best player, there's an issue with the team because it means a lot of the young guys that you were banking on doing well haven't taken that next step. And so if you can get any kind of asset of value for Claude Giroux, you have to at least explore it. And that also goes for a few other guys on this team. I'm very much in the mindset of, I think with some of these guys, we have seen what they are. We have seen what their max value is. We've seen the streaky performance that they put on the ice. And it might be about time to start doing a real hard assessment of the young guys you thought were going to be better than what they actually are and see if you can get a GM of another team to give you decent value back in a trade before the rest of the league learns what is becoming more and more apparent. And I'm the long-winded one, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Do you guys think that... Do you guys think there have been too many philosophies and changes of direction for this franchise in the last five, six years? I mean, you've had several regime changes by now. Uh, You know, like Russ said, you're running through coaches every couple of years. How much does that play into the struggles they've had? Like, how much does that play into the way they develop players? Um, You know, do you see that as being a problem for this team, for this franchise in general? Well, my my thought on this is that coaches have always had a short shelf life here in Philadelphia. I mean, really, when you, when you go back and look at it, I mean, even in the Snyder years, you know, coaches didn't last long here. And, and that's because Snyder wanted to win. And his approach was every year we're going in and we're going to try and win. Now, you can sit there and make an argument that, well, they didn't win for they haven't won a Stanley Cup since 1975. So obviously that wasn't the right strategy. But at the same time, you can sit there and make an argument that what they've done in the last 10 years where they've been non-competitive, you know, has also not been the right strategy. So so which is which would you rather have? Would you rather have a situation where you are going for it year in and year out? Or would you rather take four or five years, tear it all down, know you're going to be terrible and cross your fingers and hope that somebody that's in charge is going to draft properly and and get you the players that you need to come in here and, and win a hockey game. And I tell you, in this sport, I'd rather go the older route. And the only reason I say that is because you can you can win with an average front 12 forwards if you have a goalie that's playing great hockey and you have good defense in front of you. Now, the Flyers don't have that at the moment, right? But we could go through year after year after year, teams that make these great runs in, in hockey. You say, well, how did they get there? Well, they got there because the goalie was playing great and they were playing really good defense in front of them. And they were just an average team at best overall. So at the, at the very least, in a, in a salary cap era, you, know, you can still do that and not be mediocre like the Flyers have been. The reason the Flyers have been mediocre for so long is predominantly the Ron Hextall era. And I'm going to tell you that, yes, Paul Holmgren had some mistakes towards the end of his general manager uh, time as general manager with a couple of contracts that that were bad contracts. Um, The Brizgalov thing was a disaster, and that really was more Ed Snyder than it was Holmgren. Snyder demanded that they go out and we'll pay him whatever he wants, and they way overpaid for him, and then it turned out to be a a total bust. 
and that hurt the team as a little bit too, right? Um, so I'm not going to sit there and say it's completely Hextall, but Hextall came in with a plan to say, we're going to take our time. We're going to do things different than we've always done them. We're just going to be an average team for a little while. And I'm going to do this great job of drafting like I did in Los Angeles. And I'm going to bring in all these great players. And then they're going to blossom. And we're going to be a good team for a long time and have a chance to win multiple Stanley Cups like the LA Kings did. When you go back and look at Hextall's draft picks, really, which one has turned out to be what you thought, what he thought, even though even the guys and look, a lot of them have made it to the NHL. But they none have become that that next level player, that star player. Mm-hmm. And so the way I look at it is that's where this whole setback has been, is that you've got a bunch of mediocre players or, or maybe slightly above I mean, mediocre, mediocre might be a little bit harsh, slightly above average players. But you, you haven't really locked it down on defense. Carter Hart hasn't really become that goalie just yet and may never become and we don't know but i mean i still think there's a possibility that he does um and they and you don't obviously you don't have an elite talent so that's why they're where they are because they didn't develop the talent while we were he, he wasn't making trades for players he wasn't trying to bring in stars he wasn't trying to you know push for the playoff victories if they got there great if they didn't it's okay it's part of the rebuild and and then the rebuild failed and that's problem that's why the flyers are where they are today it's tough too with hockey because I mean, even Nolan Patrick was what a, a, the second pick. Well, that was a, he, that's the disaster, right? There. Yeah, oh, but even even the number one pick sometimes. I mean, you, you don't always get those 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 team defining guys like a you know like a, I mean, obviously a Crosby comes every right right twenty thirty years, but you still expect to hit James on Van Riesdijk. Oh, no. <laughs> well, that was bad luck, right? I mean, it, was, it wasn't I, the Van Reeves, the like, was a bad. It wasn't that Van was, Reeves, like was a bad pick. It was that no. it, it was a one-player draft, and the Flyers lost the lottery. <laughs> well, Did they, they had like what was the actual percentage? It they was had like, like it was like thirty percent, I think it was, it was somewhere around there. Of course, of and course. they lost the lottery to Chicago. Chicago got Patrick Kane, won three yeah. Stanley Cups. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, but I mean, you know, when you look at the Nolan Patrick thing, Pat, I mean, so. The, the deal there is, is that the scouts t- are sitting in the, in the room, and I know this 100% certainty, and Russ will back me up on this. The scouts are sitting there telling Ron Hextall, there are two defensemen on the board that we really like, that we really think they should take, because they're, they're NHL-level players with the possibility of becoming elite-level defensemen. And they are Kale McCarr from the Colorado Avalanche and Miro Heiskanen from Dallas Stars, uh, who is on Dallas Stars now. And they were pushing, pushing, pushing for that. But Hextall had, had just drafted. They, they already got, they already had Sanheim. He drafted Provorov. Like they, they got their young, def- Hague, they thought was going to be a guy. They drafted him in the second round. Um, so they had already drafted all these defensemen. And he said, well, no, we, we don't need that. We need, a, we need a top center. And Nolan Patrick was, is, a lot of people thought he would be the number one overall pick. And there he is going to be at number two. We're going to take Nolan Patrick. And he went against his own scouts. With that pick, that was that was Hextall on his own going rogue. If he does, if he takes Makar, now did you guys see the goal Makar scored the other last night? We went no. from end to end, and he went through Couturier and Provorov and yeah. scored a goal. I mean, he's one of the best. He's if he's not top, I, mean, I think he's top three in, in the NHL right now amongst defensemen. Like if you have that player instead of Nolan Patrick, this team is infinitely better over the last three four years. But you didn't. You didn't make that pick. And that's like, if you think about it, 
I'm always cross sport comparison guy, right? You look at, at blown high picks. You've got Nolan Patrick and you have Markel Fultz. The difference is that the Sixers had the infrastructure in place because it's easier to tank and draft real legitimate game-changing players in the NBA than it is in the NHL. You still had Joel Embiid. You still had what eventually was going to become Ben Simmons. And like ultimately, you can kind of make up for it because you can also develop a guy like a Tyrese Maxey who gives you a lot of what you hope Fultz would give you. You don't have that in hockey. The, the chance of going out and getting a late round pick to become your second line center or to push to be your first line center is almost unheard of. And so that one miss has had a cascading effect because as long as you had had, I mean, if you look at, I think it's the top eight picks in that draft, six of them are playing in the NHL and are playing meaningful minutes or playing a meaningful role on their team. And you had the opportunity to draft what six of them, five of them. And you screwed it up. Your GM decided to go against the scouts and that was it. And like, it's a shame because it's the thing that they needed. And the fact that they didn't get it made them go out and spend way too much money on Kevin Hayes, which is another contract that will never be worth its weight will never be worth the annual salary will never be worth the term that, that he has. And that just continues to have a cascading effect because once you have a guy locked up for over 7 million, you had this number two overall pick who couldn't stay healthy, couldn't get on the ice, had a migraine disorder that just poof up and vanished. Very strange. Wonder how that happened. Um, You're just constantly trying to dig yourself out of a hole. And then you start making moves like James Van Riemsdyk for $7 million. You start talking yourself into getting a guy like Ryan Ellis, who had injury issues in Nashville. You start to make some riskier moves because you realize that your captain, who had good prime years of his career wasted by Ron Hextall's inability or unwillingness to field a competitive team, you kind of feel like you owe it to the guy. So you try to push all the chips in, like Chuck Fletcher did this past offseason. And when it doesn't work, which is what we're seeing now, it just makes it all look that much worse. And the sad thing is you can really trace it back to the Nolan Patrick pick. You go one different way there. A lot of this is avoidable. It's a lot funny. of this changes. I'm looking back at that draft. Uh, he's the only one out of the top five, not to be an all-star. That's brutal. That's absolutely brutal. And it's what, not that what? those guys are just all-stars. Like, yeah. A lot of those guys are difference making, potentially build your franchise around players. Well, M- McCarr, or at least, M- or, McCarr for or, sure. or at least have that kind of upside. I mean, high, like high McCarr, sc- McCarr is there now. Yeah, but I mean, there, high, high but a few of those other guys have the potential to be like, if not a one, a one A. Yeah, Heiskin is a top pair guy. He's never going to be a great offensive player. I mean, he's he's pretty good. I mean, but I think he's I, I think that he's played a little bit longer than. I mean, McCarr's numbers are better than his and he's played a hundred less games. Right. Um, Pedersen obviously would have been, would have been a better choice. Um, But again, it's not a, not a, not a superstar player. Um, But yeah, I mean, look, those, those kinds of mistakes happen, happened every year with, uh, uh, with, with Hextall. Like he he took Sam and Rubsov. What a, what a great first round. Start start, start with, start with, start with Sanheim. In, in 14, right? That's that's his first pick. 
not that it was a bad pick. He's an NHL player. He's probably was probably the second or third best defenseman in that draft. And they got him at 17. Okay, great. But eight picks later, Boston takes David Pasternak. Right. I mean, and that's, as he sit there and go, well, that's a big difference between the talent level of those players. Okay. And, and because then even, Pasternak does what Ant? scores goals. What's um, the one thing that the flyers don't do <laughs> score goals. They don't, right? score, they so, don't score goals. What know? is, why does this franchise have such a difficult, have have such a problem with developing, especially it seems like, Offensive minded players like who, who have they or defensive or goalies? Or de- or... Well, I mean, look, I guess, yeah, <laughs> just kind of go through the I mean, who who have they developed that's been a, a good center or 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 forward or wing since Giroux, I guess, or Couturier? I mean, yeah, Couturier, any... Couturier is probably the most recent, and that was, yeah, but yeah, yeah I mean, you, hear about, you could say that based yeah, on you hear based about where he was no, they did. At, no, like, no, they did draft him. They did, yeah. Oh, I thought Lindblom, they traded for him. Lindblom, they traded for the, they traded for the pick. pick. Good. They oh, traded for okay. the pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. But they did draft him. I mean, yeah. Lindblom, uh, Lindblom is fine. I Lim- mean, right Lindblom now, pre-cancer was was yeah. on he on, was on his way to the best season of his career. Was leading the team in goals and points. Like the cancer diagnosis, like I will never know what he was going to be. And it's still, I mean, it still might be another year or two until we see if he ever can actually get back to that player. But like, there is an example, I guess, of like a, a mid-round find that developed into a really solid player and then had, you know, a diagnosis that leads to the death of many that he's, you know, managed to, to beat, which is fantastic. So, but you're right. I mean, they, that's they one don't develop of, these guys, yeah, right? It's an, I mean, it's an anomaly is what it feels like rather than the norm. Well, I'm, it, I mean, since, since Couturier, I would say the best forward that they've drafted, I mean, offensively is probably connect me and that's yeah. and he's not Mm-mm. not what you wanted either i mean maybe farabee will be i mean that's it's probably going to be farabee um mm. you know but he's only in you know he's hurt right now but he's only played what a season and a half really um yeah i mean forward wise it's, it's probably connect me and that's that's a shame that it's that it's connect me right i mean it, it seems like guy, the oh no i'm sorry Ant, go for it no, no i was just gonna say he's a guy that that again had great expectations, you know, they traded for, for that pick. Um, and you know, and it, it's, he was supposed to be like this, you know, top line player game in game out. And, you know, he's what five seasons into the NHL mm-hmm. now and he doesn't have a hundred goals yet. Yeah. I mean, it seems like, and especially, I mean, I'm sure it's just cause you know, we follow the flyers and what, and whatnot, but it seems like they, <laughs> You, you hear about these prospects over the years and and you're I mean, I mean you remember I'm sure you remember hearing the mythical tales of Maxime Ouellette back mm-hmm. in the day and Maxime you know yeah. Joni Pickinen and and Will Whitka and you know now you're hearing about Morgan Frost and you know you heard hushed whispers about uh, who would you mention Russ uh, German R- Rupsoff what yeah, what, yeah uh, Herman Rupsoff man what yeah a guy. <laughs> like you hear about these guys and you're like oh just wait till they come up. And then we're waiting and we're waiting and we're waiting. And then you never see them ever again. It, it, what is, is that sort of the direction that we're going with Morgan Frost? I mean, is what are you guys hearing about him? I feel like every year it's like, hey, just he's one year away from being a perennial all star. Like, yeah. what are we doing with that? So so here's here's how I look at it. First of all, unless you're getting a top five, top ten pick. 
it's going to take three years at least for an NHL draft pick to become an, an a, a legitimate NHL player, right? So, so that automatically you know that you're waiting at least that long. Now, I know Morgan Frost was. 2017 and it's now 2021 going to be 2022 it's like okay well this should be his time and and he's getting close to being that I I think that he will get there eventually it might not be this season it might be next season but he's he does have the offensive ability to be a really good player he's not a great defensive player but I think you're going to see that he's he's a playmaking center he'd be great playing with a guy who could score setting him up you know, making nice passes and have a guy just take shot. Like, I mean, like I think Frost Farabee together might eventually be a thing. And that's good. Okay. That's fine. You know, um, but the, the, the Flyers really just have not hit on their first round picks. And that's of late. And when they used to always hit on their first round picks, I mean, go back pre, um, pre Hextall, you know, you, you had Couturier. You had, well, I mean, Van Riemsdyk, I mean, for all intent purposes, I mean, the guy's 500 points in the NHL. He's going to end up playing a thousand games. I mean, he, you know, he's, he's a, he's a good player. Yeah. Giroux. Um, uh, and you go back to Carter and, and, and Richards. And I mean, you know, Pickett was, it was not the greatest, but again, guy played over 500 games in the league. Justin Williams. I mean, they always hit with those mm-hmm. first round picks. If you go back, um, they might have they might have made mistakes later on, but they at least knew under Clark and Holmgren, here are the guys we need to target at this at our first pick and go get. And they did that, and they got players that helped. When you look at it now, I'm, I'm not certain that there's a star player in the making. The only one you're not a, a big Jay O'Brien guy. Well, uh, that's that's a that's going to turn out to be one of the biggest busts ever. That was a first <laughs> round pick that they traded for, and, and they're not going. He may not. They may not sign him. After he's done his college gears, I mean that's how bad he's you yeah. know situation he's in. They but, took um, him that he was what nineteenth overall. Yeah, yeah, nineteenth overall in twenty eighteen. Yeah, not great. I, no, and not that was all. that was the same year, wasn't it? With Rubsov, am I crazy? No, no, he was same year as Faraby. No, they were Faraby. That was right. He was same year as Faraby. Um, I'll, I'll tell you that the only guy that I think maybe might turn into something that was and again not a not a top pick it was a fifth rounder but is that um Elliot Desnoyer who was playing for some bad Quebec team I, f- I forget exactly where he was he was playing uh, oh no he was on a real he was on a really good I'm sorry he was on a really good Moncton Quebec team but he was like down on the third line because the other there was so much talent in front of him that he really wasn't putting up a lot of points not a lot of people were seeing him and the Flyers drafted him in the fifth round went to Halifax, became like one of their best players and is now going to be on probably going to make the Canadian world junior team. And he's a fifth round draft pick. So, I mean, like there's a guy you sit there and go, okay, that, that one might hit. That one might be eventually be a player, but uh, they're too few and far between. And, and when you don't have a handful of those guys that are, that you could build your team with, I, I don't, I, I don't know where you start. Like if you're going to break this team down, like, like, you know, Russ keeps talking about, that's fine. But man, this team—they don't have the farm system right now to break it down so far right. that it would be a three or four-year rebuild. It would be a much longer rebuild because they don't have the players. That makes me nervous in hockey too. With like, how long the Sabers been rebuilding? Twenty right. years. <laughs> yeah, like and they they've, and they've, they had a they had a top ten potential in the league player in Eichel. Yeah, and they screwed who, it up. And who they, they had a falling out with yeah. because the Sabers like are a disaster. Them. Yeah. It's bleak, gentlemen. 
It's very oh, bleak. Yeah. Well, you guys just did a big favor for Elliot Desnoyers. De however you say his last name. Because <laughs> that is yeah. the only prospect I will remember for the next five years that you told me. He will be in my <laughs> spotlight, in my crosshairs. And I will be telling everyone, just wait for that guy. Elliot Desnoyers. He is yeah. coming, baby. Fires have a bright future ahead with this guy. So that was, yeah. that was good. Yeah, Tell that. Tell that in a way that I can understand, Dan. Give me a player comparison to someone that played in the late 90s, early 2000s. Desnoyer? Yeah. Desnoyer, that's it. Okay. Um, he, could be, he could be a Briere type. Ooh. Oh, okay. Boy. Hey. You just created right. a monster. That just woke everybody up. Yeah. Hello, that's, that's Hello probably, that's, nurse. That's probably his upside. I mean, that's, you know, that's probably what you, know, you, you hope that he becomes that kind of player. I mean, he's, he's, he's you know, shifty. He's you know, but not afraid to get to you know the greasy areas in the, uh, of the of the ice, and um, he, he scores some goals. I mean, it's it's a he's, he's a good little player. And the Canadian look, you don't you don't get on that Canadian World Junior list, you know, unless you unless you have talent. And that, those, I like to hear that. Yeah, you, greasy you, you goals. Really don't. Yeah, I mean that's you know that's kind of like where I that's kind of like where I put him. I kind of put him in that. You know, I mean he's probably slightly. I mean he's probably slightly bigger than. Danny, I mean, Danny was like 5'10 and like 180. Desnoyer is like probably a little, little bit taller um, and depends on how much weight they make him put on. But, um, but yeah, no, that's the kind of player I think that you're going to see. I dig it. Well, you know, we used to live on the same uh, street as Mike Knubel and Danny <laughs> Briere would tool up and down our street in his black Escalade. Yes. All hours of the day. I don't remember that. You don't remember Danny. You don't remember Danny driving Brienne? around. No. Yeah. All of them just like cruising up down the street. Like he would Coggins be there. Like, this up. He would go to Canoeble and stalk him. Yeah. God. <laughs> did you ever, did you ever, did you ever, did you ever have beers with Canoeble? Never. No. He, he, he's a great he dude. Lived, yeah. He lived in our street for like two, two or, or how, however long he was in Philly for. And uh, he'd always leave in the summers and we'd never see him during the season at yeah. all. He, he okay. would never be there. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a missed opportunity. He should have been out on the porch, ready with a six pack as soon as he came back in from uh, from on the road. That's true. I was in high school, so uh, the six pack. No, I, I think I was. The, listen, school. the point the point still stands. Six pack on the porch. I I. It's a good point, Russ. What if, is, I, if I remember uh, correctly, when we had Canubal on Snow the Goalie, wasn't he talking to us about his beer fridge that he had installed into his office? I'm pretty sure, yeah. And we were going, we were like going the, through all the beers as, as we were, there. yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, yeah that part didn't I, make the show. I'll have to go back and see if it was in the uh, the early recording. Well, because you know, was, there are certain parts of these interviews he, we have to cut out. Yeah, because it was it was because um, he's up in Grand Rapids, Michigan. That's where he lives. Yeah, he's, he's from all those. Right? Mic- he's got yeah, got all those yeah. microbreweries up there that he was talking about. Very nice. Pretty sure that's um, who it was. See, my favorite well, beer person was when Bobby Clark was on. <laughs> and and we did the super cut of all the times Bob Clark mentioned beer. It was like a let's say a half hour interview. And I think didn't Craig get it to like three minutes or like two two minutes wow. and forty seconds or something? Like he had to cut some of it out so it could go on Twitter. But it's just every opportunity. Oh yeah, you just go out there and you have yourself a beer. You That's go out fishing. You don't Not catch bad. any fish, but you catch a beer. Yeah, you go out there. <laughs> you have a game. Get some beer. Impression of him, actually. All right, post game celebrate. All right, here here's how you turn the flyers around. Mandatory post game rendezvous at Rexy's every night, like Bobby Clark and the boys did back in the day. Real flyers hockey. Well, I'll tell you one. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. 
one thing that has pissed off some people um, around the organization Ooh. is while they're doing these, um, while they're in the midst of this nine game losing streak, the wives and girlfriends have been posting pictures of date nights and little get togethers, <laughs> fun Uh-oh. stuff Uh-oh. That the boys are doing. And, <laughs> and it's, it almost makes it seem like they don't care. Right. I mean, it's, it doesn't necessarily mean that they don't, it's just, it's, this is the Russ optics thing. Like they need to know better. Like, keep that stuff off of social media. Like not now, <laughs> this is not like the that. time to put that stuff up there, but yeah, I there like are people that. in the organization who are like, what is this nonsense? Why are they putting, they're losing eight games in a row, nine games in a row. Why is this stuff up there? Well, fire the coach. That'll get the, that'll get the yeah, women that'll in do check. It. Right. Isn't mm-hmm. that what they, mm-hmm. fire the now, French Canadian. Everything's see fixed. how that works. Everything's out. fixed. Yeah. Now. Got uh, that coach out of that. I, I think when I offered to have you guys on, I said, don't worry. It'll only be like 20 to 25 minutes. And it's going on. <laughs> 40 minutes at this point uh so i don't want to keep you guys all night but i I, we love love asking this question and since you you gentlemen are in the media you are officially members of the flyers media who and i'll ask this of both of you and i'm sure you have a, a longer list than russ here who are the worst players you've ever dealt with when trying to cover one of these teams who we love asking this question. We've asked this question of uh, who have we asked this? Phil Sheridan, Les Bowen back in the day. Uh, we love to ask athletes uh, that are on the show. Who yeah, we are the worst them. people that have worst covered writers. them? Who, give, give me some of the worst or, or one or two of the worst players you guys have ever had to cover and, and what led to those interactions. Go ahead, Rush. You go first. I'm trying to think. And no one will hear this podcast, so no one. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're not going to burn any bridges. Yeah, I wouldn't worry. Uh, I haven't had any real negative run-ins. I mean, oh, I boo. think that. Well, I think that the the guy who like stands out, but I I kind of liked it in a way was Voracek because Voracek would shut every like shut down a lot of stuff in the locker room. He would shut down a lot of questions. He would. I mean, he was kind of a dick, right? But like you don't mind that necessarily if the team's winning. And I just, I, and what, what there, there was a game where he stood right by the door and he just started dropping F bombs about how, like they just had to get that F you attitude back in. It was when he, he, he was when he scored the first time. I think he'd been in a a drought. This was two seasons ago. I think it was like, he had been in like a, I don't know, like eight, nine game drought. And he had been bent or sent down to the fourth line. And he didn't like it. He didn't like being Vino sent him down to the fourth line. He didn't like it. And so this was his response. You need to get that so FU like, attitude back. And like, <laughs> I, I enjoyed that aspect, but the guy blocked people on Twitter, including me who never tagged him in tweets negatively. I think any player who goes out of their way to name search and then blocks people just have a screw loose. Well, you shouldn't be subtweeting like, the guy, Russ. I was gonna say he never called you a weasel. Yeah. Never said you wrote. He did not shit. call me a weasel. You know what's funny is that <laughs> I still haven't gotten the apology from Sealski. Sealski had the audacity to like to reach out to Ant, to reach out to Kevin, to get my number so that he could take me to task because I said he was a liar because he lied. And we had a phone call where he like wanted me to apologize to him for calling him a liar, and I said, but but you did. And I had it in black and white. And I had like the first headline that was run with the story that he ran and the second headline that was revised. And then like the inner workings of the article that were changed. 
And I was like, dude, like, I don't understand what we're doing here, but like you were disingenuous and it was, it all went back to that, the Voracek uh, interaction, calling him a, a weasel because he, um, he implied that Voracek was among three players that were laughing yeah. on the side when Vina was talking to the media. Oh, so I, I think I've actually had, I think I've had worse interactions with other members of the media than I've had uh, mm. with players. And oh, no, the Flyers media is so level-headed and <laughs> understanding of, of everyone that, that writes about the Flyers, correct? <laughs> Episode title, Russ Joy demands apology. Yeah, Russ Joy, <laughs> Mike Stilski still a liar. Yeah, there you go. That's the should be the headline. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna surprise you guys because I'm Ooh, not gonna yes. give you a, I'm not gonna give you a hockey player. Okay, okay. Rodney Pete. Wow. What? Rodney husband Pete. of Holly Pete. Yes. Oh. Rodney he's best Pete. known for. So that's yeah, right. The very first year that I was um, uh, covering sports in Philadelphia was Ray Rhodes' last season as coach when the Eagles were. Absolutely terrible. They were what, three. I think they finished three and thirteen. Mm-hmm. And Rodney Pete was on that team, and it was the middle of the season, and they they just lost like their sixth game in a row or whatever it was. And we're at the vet, and um, I was working for the Associated Press at the time. And uh, this is this is before the, the time when they would bring the quarterback into the uh, press room. Press room was only for the coach, and so the players you got them all in the locker room. Um, so. The AP wanted, you know, in their story, they wanted quotes from Rodney Pete. So I had to go talk to Rodney Pete. So I walk over to him and he's sitting now at the time in the, in the vet, they had these little um, tables that were outside some of the locker rooms. They were spread out throughout the room, but the guys used to sit there and play dominoes. And I went, you know, I was you know, waiting around, like I was waiting patiently and Rodney Pete's playing dominoes with a couple other players and so finally, I was just like, you know, I got to get this story done. I said to him, I said, listen, I, I, I hate to interrupt. I said, but uh, I was wondering if, you know, I could just grab a quick quote from you for, you know, for the story. I'm from the Associated Press. And he looked up at me and he, and he like dropped an F-bomb. He's like, you know, can't you see I'm doing something right now? I'm like, you're playing dominoes. You just quarterback the game. Like, you got to <laughs> talk about the game. And, and he was like, he like freaked out at me. He was like a total jerk about it. So. I, I, the next day I called into um, Cataldi and I told him what happened and Cataldi went off on this whole thing with, you know, them playing dominoes after, after a loss, the very next day at uh, the, the players show up at the vet for practice and the tables are now gone and they're no longer allowed to play dominoes. No, Rodney Uh, Pete refused to talk to me. (laughs) For the remainder of the season, and he was a starting quarterback, refused to talk to me for the rest of the season. Um, and was a total jerk about it, all because I asked politely, Can I get one quote? Uh, and I and he wouldn't because he was too busy playing dominoes. Well, moral of the See, story is, is and Angela Cataldi ruins everything. Yeah, moral, <laughs> of the story. moral of the story. This is the problem with those dinosaur media types, you know, trying to get a quote. The hell's wrong with you, man? Let the man play his dominoes. You know, right. players are more than just things for you to interact with momentarily to do your job and then just cast off to the side like a, a used Q-tip. All right. That yeah. man had a heart. He had a soul and he had an affinity for dominoes. That's right. Damn you.
Damn should've you. Fl- you should have flipped the Domino's table on his face, Anthony. So give me <laughs> Jesus in the temple kind of thing. And, Rodney. and the thing of it was, it was my it was my first year actually covering pro sports. So like I, I was, you know, nobody, re- not a lot of people knew who I was. I mean, I had been covering the Eagles since training camp. So it wasn't like I was brand new, but we we're, you know, seven, eight weeks into the season at this point. Um, and it was just kind of like, you know, I, 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 I had never had a conflict with a player in, in this, in this way. So I didn't, I don't know if I did, I handle it wrong. I wasn't sure how to do what I was doing nowadays. I just, you know, I tell him to go F himself or, you know, whatever. And I'll tell him, like, you know, and what did you call him? Did you call him Mr. Pete? No, I called him Rodney. Uh, mm. Mr. Pete. Oh, Mr. Pete. How old were you? <laughs> <laughs> how, how old was I? Yeah, that's an important fact. 20, 24, 25. And how old right. do you think that's he was young, at the yeah. time? How, how old was he? 31, maybe? Oh, you got to respect your elders, Aunt. <laughs> right. That's where you went wrong. Mm-hmm. Excuse <laughs> me, Mr. Pete. May I please have a quote, Mr. Pete? Please. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you have a moment. I've, you know, I've never called anybody coach. I've never called anybody. I never called Ed Mr. Snyder. Like I, every Ooh, other reporter would call oh, Mr. Snyder. Oh, I don't like. I don't like that. Mm, but you don't want to respect him. He didn't want to be called Mr. Snyder. Hmm. He wanted to be called Ed. Really? He appreciated it. Yes. He told me. Oh, that was like. He told me in an interview yeah. once. He's like. He's like. I gotta. I gotta. I gotta tell you something, Anthony. I like the fact that you call me Ed. I said, Oh, thank you, sir. <laughs> oh, okay. thank you, Ed. I have a feeling Jeffrey Lurie would like to be called Mr. Lurie. Yeah, right. What do you guys think oh, about fuck that? that. I'm sure he would, but mm-hmm. I would, I would mm-hmm. never call him that. And that's G he's off. Not, he's not Jeff my boss. G. Right. I don't have to call. Mm-hmm. I don't have to call the coach coach. I don't have to call Mr. Mr. Like, you know, he's, he's a subject to me. So I do. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Lurie, AKA Howie's bitch. Oh, I do enjoy when people get upset. If somebody got upset when, Oh, somebody didn't call. I think it was Nick Saban. They just called him Nick during a, yeah, a press conference earlier this year. Yeah, like a couple weeks ago. They got, hey, he deserves his respect. Alabama's head coach. Oh, they remember the Jason Garrett. Jason, Jason Garrett. Garrett. Yeah, yeah, that was it. That's Jason coach. Around, yeah, here we say, we, around here, we, we, yeah, of all we, the we refer to his coach. Of all the people. It happened with like, Saban, too. But yeah, Garrett I, is. I like, would call Saban coach. Yeah. Oh, well, I think I would. Garrett. I'd call him. Well, yeah. Nicky. Yeah, Nikki. Nikki fine. S. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He'd love you. <laughs> Pat, Chris, do you guys have any other questions for Russ or Anthony? A very, a very downtrodden uh, yeah. episode uh, of the Flyers. But how can you make the Flyers positive well, at this point? I don't know. I, I don't have a question. I just have a statement. I, I could have not. I could have just not watched the Flyers for the last 10 years. And it would have been I, nothing would have changed. It, it would have been the same spot. So I'm just very annoyed with everything, and I'm sure everyone else is too. Yeah, I mean, it, it, the hard the hard thing is there, Pat, is that, and I under and I get it, and I understand why fans do that, but I, I think you have to, you do have to take each season on its own merit. Yeah, for what, for 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 any sport, really. I mean, True. yes, we're all frustrated. Yes, you know, you know, you want to. We want to. Russ and I want to cover a winning team. You know, we're tired of it being mediocre to bad. I get it. I, you know, I, I'm right, right there with you. But at the same time, like it's hard to it's hard to sit there and say, well, this is the same thing that it was like ten years ago. Well, the outcome may be the same, but it's certainly not the same. There's a, there's a different reason. There's a different. Yeah. Path to this point, right? Inventing so, new reasons. Yeah, yeah. there is. There yeah. is a difference. So, I, so I do. I do ask, and this is one of the things when I get into it on Twitter with fans is I, I say, just just do me the favor of looking at it within the framework of this 
season or at the very worst within the framework of the tenure of this general manager and his coach. And, and if it's very, if from there, that's fine. But to compare now to what was going on with Bobby Clark or Paul Holmgren or True. Like even Hackstall. I mean, God, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's so long ago. It's, it's a whole it's a different thing. Yes, there are there are well, factors and, and that fairness, have played into it. But the organization used to be well run, too, which it's not. I think that if there's something to to be really excited about, it's the fact that the um, the organization on the non hockey side is almost as much of a shit show as the hockey team is on the ice. Oh, it's worse. So that's pretty exciting. I it's think worse. It's, I think it's great. I do I enjoy mean, this... the uh, stories you guys privy us uh, off off the record about how oh, incompetent they are. There's there so much. More, there's more coming. There's more coming, Cog. Believe me. Well, Anthony, I mean, you're a huge gritty fan. I know that, right? <laughs> I mean, you, you <laughs> love all the attention. You and Coggin. You and Coggin both. Coggin's a huge. Oh, I love. Oh, I've never seen gritty, gritty and the Ant best. in the same room. Oh, keep that in mind. Gritty's so funny. He's so funny. I really love he him. He's just so good. He, he's awesome. Man, he's great. He's the best. <laughs> Russ still, Russ still make sure that he collects all the gritty stuff that they hand out. Because <laughs> my kids oh. like gritty. I mean, listen, if there's Likely one excuse. thing, you know, the the didn't old you, you didn't you used, didn't you used, didn't you used to decorate your classroom with uh, all didn't you, gritty didn't stuff? You, didn't you? Didn't you? Used to, didn't you? Used yeah. I had the <laughs> one shirt, okay. the gritty shirt. Yeah, the gritty shirt that was the giveaway, the one that Atkinson wore when he first got acquired. Yeah, it was it was hanging on the back wall, back when I was educating the future of this great nation. That's right. You Back cast that days. aside for greener pastures, yeah. believe me. <laughs> Enter promo code Broad1000. Exactly. 30 to 1 yeah. Barstool Sports for Thursday Night Football. Let's mm-hmm. go get that promo code going. Gentlemen, thanks for coming on, guys. That was yeah, fun. Anytime. Anytime. It's I mean, you know, I, I'd say we're like the second most popular Flyers podcast in the city. So it's nice to see yeah. what we can uh, uh, aspire to, to be one day. <laughs> Right. Yeah, absolutely. No, Russ, I think we're gonna have to return the favor now. Mm, maybe, maybe I, I can tell I can tell uh, your other co-host the last time I saw him in person was probably 1999 or 98 at a Jimmy Buffett concert at the then Tweeter Center. Oh god! Wow. And he was bombed out of his mind. But hey, oh. that's a story for another day. That's OK. <laughs> it's I'm sure he'd enjoy hearing that again. He, he's <laughs> also a recovering alcoholic, but that's is uh, he? Yeah. Oh, he yeah. Recovery center. Yeah. He runs a recovery oh, center. God, that's right. Well, there you go Coggin. That's nice. Well, hey, hey it's a. Uh, <laughs> but you know what? He comes on our comes on our podcast and he tells stories like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he says that's, it. I mean, he's, he has no problem talking about it. Sure I just Coggin, remember look Coggin. Was I remember bomb too. I probably was. I just remember looking up and being like. In fact, he Why was Chris Terry sober. Was was sitting around. Was wasted. Yeah. Might have been. And for a Jimmy Buffett concert, Kinda I might have to. Believe me. Yeah. Absolutely. Hey, why were you at a Jimmy Buffett concert? For the lot. Chris, oh, for the so lot, cool. man. What else do you uh, want to do? But yeah, I don't know why we're I, we shouldn't end on a on a negative note about the Flyers because okay. we uh right. we are keeping our eye on Elliot Desnoyer, and yes. that will turn our yes. franchise around. Mm-hmm. Very mm-hmm. ceiling is Danny Briere. Floor is Danny Brier. Yeah, Flores, Danny 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 (laughs) Brier. To quote Anthony Sanfilippo. Yep. All right, boys. Boys, thank you so much. We appreciate you guys coming on. It was a good time. It was fun. Absolutely. Good shit, man. Anytime, boys. All right. When's the next Flyers game? Thanks, guys. Who cares? Tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) At the Devils. Wednesday Uh, night. 
Check out the press. You guys still do the press row show, correct? Sometimes when Russ comes to the games. No, Russ, come on. Which hasn't been that much. Mm. Has not, especially Mm. as of late. I was their good luck charm. And now, you know, they got to they got to earn me. Leave it all on you. You Russ will be there tomorrow night. Press row show. And he guarantees a Flyers victory. Yep. Beautiful. And demands an apology from Mike Sealski. Yes, exactly. That's right. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) All right, boys. Thank you so much. Thanks, fellas. See you guys. See you guys. All right. Later, fellas. Good. That was fun. Yeah. Russ and Ant. That was good times, man. Um, we have oh my god, we have gone long. Yes, We've we gone have. real long. Yeah, uh should we, do, the... should we up with the Las Vegas Lounge? Yep. Pat, yes, give, yeah. give us a little Las Vegas Lounge action here. It's the Las Vegas Lounge presented by the Las Vegas Lounge. Of course, that was Russ and Anthony. Snow the goalie leading us in to the Las Vegas Lounge. Chris, run down those records. Sure. Uh, so we all won one again. Last while week. I look at picks here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> vamp, so vamp. Coggin and Pat are just watching. They're 11 and 15 on the year. Just watching. Two, two uh, games behind you. Yeah, just watching. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I am 13, 12, and 1. You are two and a half games behind me with that tie, so don't, don't forget that. Um, all right, all right. And uh, Sportsbook Susie is 14 and 12. She's our leader in the clubhouse. All right. I didn't, get, I didn't get her picks again. I think something's fishy about this. She's like, I know. I yeah, think so too. Send them after the lines change. Yeah. Yeah, I said what they are. Something's not right here. All right, um, Chris, you can go again since you're the leader you guys of the clubhouse. You guys want to go first? I don't really care. All right, you know, I am ready. I am ready, so I will go. I'm going to take those Baltimore Ravens. Two and a half point dogs on for the Browns. <laughs> oh, all right. Two and a half point dogs to the Browns. And then I will take the... You know, I'm going to take the Chargers at home against the Giants. Ten and a half point favorites. There's a reason they're ten and a half point favorites, ladies and gentlemen. Yikes. The Giants could be down to their third string quarterback that game. Uh, that's true. Mm-hmm. Daniel Jones isn't playing. Mike Glennon's hurt. Who, I, who is their third round string quarterback? Oh, uh, somebody I don't even think I knew that. Name. Eli Manning, out of retirement. Yeah. All right, those, that's two and zero oh right there, baby. Who's next? I don't, I don't like either of them. All right. I will take the Thursday night under 43 Pat, points. Pat Steelers Vikings. There it is. Finally, baby. That's not going to hit. Um, yeah, of course. And it's uh, 25 to 32 yeah. with two quarters left to play in the game. I will also take the Cowboys Washington football team under 48. All right. Double under. Chris, are you writing any of these down? Oh, you They're are. All okay. on the dock. There we go. Golly. All right, so my first pick, uh, Pat mm-hmm. stole my one. It is the Arizona Cardinals minus two and a half. Okay. Oh, for the Ram- against the Rams Monday night football. Yes. We rarely get Monday night football games picked right. here for some mm-hmm. reason. And then I also go with. Actually, Chris, I'm seeing them as minus two. Give yourself minus two mm-hmm. on DraftKings. Oh, something, something changed since I saw it. That's great. Mm-mm. Murray's um, uh, yeah, he's out for the year. Yeah, oh, good. <laughs> um, and then I will go. I didn't even see that game. Monday, Monday night. Oh, oh, this will be a slop fest. Lions Broncos under forty two. 
Okay. Well, the streaking lions square special right there. Nah, it is it's like wow. snow or something. Is it really? I don't know. I just made that up in Denver. Maybe who knows? It doesn't, it doesn't no, it snow hasn't, in Denver. hasn't snowed at all there yet. No, um, actually. All right. And we'll get Cincinnati Sue's. We'll get her picks later. Yeah. Once we'll she, uh, out. Once she does her research, that's right. Once stealing she, other yeah. picks, yep. yeah, finds the she's way like she's paying scamming us. Yeah, yeah, she's exactly. Pick, yeah, she's paying, spending yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thousands to win Las Vegas Lounge. Good. Do we have anything else? It was a good show. That was fun was having show, Ann yeah. and Russ on. Yeah, good. I, it's good to talk some puck. Yeah, I like to hear that him. about uh, what is it, Eric? I already, I already forget. His I name. forgot his name too. Uh, Eric Elliot 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 Eric. Eric Desoyer. Yeah, we should have. Right. Uh, remember last year we uh, made up a bunch of prospects. We should have. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we should do that next time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Have you guys ever heard of this? Uh, yeah. Kenny Yeah, <laughs> that was football, though. <laughs> the man, the myth, the legend, Kenny Vantagen. Yeah, hockey. You have to do like, like Martin Sen. Saint Orange, yeah, a, uh, French, yeah, Canadian. Quebecois, Quebec, uh, a yeah. little-known Quebecois forward who uh, projects for 2029 with the Flyers. That was good. Good to talk some puck. I, I will admit that half of the guys they were saying, like the top defenseman in the league, I have absolutely no idea. No, no I agree. I was absolutely. On the same boat. I had a yeah, look. I was like, every, oh, person, uh-huh. every person they put in, I googled right away. <laughs> yeah, they, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm so I'm, I I have like an idea of hockey, so, but just like you know, I don't know the the best defenseman on the Colorado Avalanche, you as don't? they say. No, I, I don't. Do. I Is do. Adam Foot? Does Adam Foot still play? Yeah, Adam Foot, Valerie mm-hmm. Kaminsky. Yeah, <laughs> every time. Uh, yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. I was just like, uh huh, yeah, yeah. I've heard of him. Well, it's, I did I mean, see it's it. hard. No, I know. I know. How often but do you Ant, see the avalanche on TV? No. Yeah. Well, Ant is a uh, uh, man. He's like a walking encyclopedia right. in the NHL. He knows his stuff. He is. He do write really good stuff on Crossing Rod. If you guys uh, have not heard that or heard that, seen that. And Russ has heard about this. Seen this? Seen this? Heard about this? Oh, <laughs> everyone. Uh, fun podcast. Too. Enter our uh, giveaway on Twitter for mm. a, Let's go to the phones. Can koozie a, a fancy koozies. All you have to do is retweet that tweet. You're entered in the mm-hmm. contest to win. How many do we have, Chris? We'll do a couple of these to give away. Yeah, yeah. All right, a couple. Well, see, maybe we should give one to. Yeah, could be yeah, more, exactly. could be less. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how many well, show up. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Yeah, how many we have. Um, depends how many I can hand design tonight. <laughs> no, I was thinking maybe we should give really good. one to one of the people that tweeted us that we were their top. Yeah, I was uh, going to say the same thing. Yeah, they're top, uh, French top guy. on Spotify. What do you say, what, Pat? What, we got to find the French guy. Yeah, we do have to find our French listener. Oh yes, our yeah. one French. Ha, ha, ha. Yes, I will send it yeah. to our. I'll send one to our top listener. We do have one to give away uh-huh. that way to to Jacques Saint Laurent. Uh, yeah. Also, the Flyers uh, number one prospect, Elliot Desnoyers. Yeah. <laughs> I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah oh, should just send him, him. Desnoyers. Yeah, we should. Oh, boys, we should send him one. Find out where he lives, Chris. Send sure. him. Sure. Do fuck it. Is this shit? Yeah, we like. Hey, we talked about you on the show. The the entire hopes of Philadelphia yeah. now ride on your shoulders, sir. <laughs> Develop like a like a mental uh, mental illness. I'm hearing that. Yeah, yeah. Migraine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, anything else? 
boys. We had so much more to talk about, but it was better to talk. That would have just been garbage. So it was better to talk with <laughs> Ant and Russ. It was better to talk about Ant and Russ with Ant and Russ than the nonsense. Best and worst Christmas songs. Well, we'll save that. For we can save that one. It's a long. I want to. We got. We're not get into doing that. that like we did in uh, October. So we're talking about Halloween like six weeks beforehand. Yeah, Christmas well, is coming. Kind of material. Yeah, it is. Uh huh. All right. Anything else, gents? No. We got a bye week next week, so we can uh, see really Yeah, we can really we can really dig into this Gardner Minshew uh, Jalen Hurts QB controversy. (sighs) Ben Simmons will probably be traded before (laughs) Thursday. I can almost guarantee it. You think so? No, No. he won't be. But well, if he is, we'll jump back before the new year. If he is, if he is traded tomorrow, we'll jump back on and we'll record another segment and we'll tack it on the end of the episode. Great. Okay. Perfect. How about yeah, that? We can do How it. How about that? All right. All right. All right. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.